episode 100, we are joined by an amazing guest for this milestone episode. It's East Texas's own Colby Cooper. Thank you so much to everyone who's helped us out along the way, especially all of the guests that we've had join us on the show up until this point. Thank you for listening and thank you to everyone who's listened along the way and supported us on social media. But before we get to this interview, I wanted to tell you about our friends at Southern Creek Clothing. They're a quality Southern apparel company founded in 2019 with shirts that are as comfortable as they are durable. Load up on some long sleeve tees in time for that cooler weather that's coming through now and grab a trucker hat for all those fall tailgates. Go to southerncreekclothing.com and use promo code TGATECOUNTRY, all one word, at checkout for 20% off your purchase. That's southerncreekclothing.com, TGATECOUNTRY at checkout for 20% off. Now, let's get to this great interview with... Hey, uh, I'm Colby Cooper, and you're listening to Tailgate Country. All right, welcome everyone back to the Tailgate Country Podcast. Today, we're joined by Texas Rising Superstar. Maybe you've heard of him. His name's Colby Cooper. Colby, what's going on, man? What's up, man? How y'all been? Good. We're great. Real good, yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah, so I kind of want to start off with like, dude, who is Colby Cooper? Like, we know who you are, but who, you know, who are you? How'd you get into music? Who are some of your influences? Man, uh, a a bunch of my influences, it's, it's, it's all over the place, uh, yeah, you know, I got Waylon's logo tattooed on my arm. I've got Nirvana tattooed on my arm. I've got, you know, uh, growing up, I listened to a bunch of old country, and I still do. But as I got older, obviously, I got uh, I got to experience, you know, a bunch of different genres by, you know, going on rabbit holes at 2 in the morning on Spotify and stuff. Uh, but I'm really, man, I'm inspired by a lot of things. Like, I'm inspired by a bunch of pop artists, by a bunch of rock artists, by a bunch of rappers. It's you know, it's all really inspiring, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 22. I'm from this little town called Bradford in between Athens and Palestine, Texas, um, a town of like 40 people maybe. Um, and it's, it's right in the middle of Anderson County. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad worked on ranches and stuff. My mom was a nurse, uh, grew up, I guess, riding horses, whatnot. And then, uh, <laughs> kind of stopped doing that when I started playing sports, and uh, met my wife when we were in third grade, and we started dating our senior year. Uh, we've been married for three years now. Uh, have two little girls, uh, a three-year-old named Josie and a ten-month-old named Charlie. And that's a very, uh, very fast. Uh, who is Colby Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> so, at what age did you uh, like start playing guitar or get into music? I was, I want to say, uh, 12. I mean, I, I'd always wanted to play guitar, um, growing up and my parents bought me a few before I turned 12. It just never really panned out. And, uh, then, uh, he's actually still my tour manager now. His name is JT Sharp. He, um, we, we've been, you know, same as me and my wife been best friends since third, fourth grade. Uh, he's always been, been with me and, uh, around 12, uh, I was over at his house and instead of, playing the game we're like let's go outside it was way too hot so like right, let's just stay inside and he picked up his guitar 
And uh, his uncle had been teaching him over the past few months, and he was just playing some stuff. I was like, man, that's cool as shit. Like, can, can I cuss too? Yeah, you're good. What you want. Yeah. <laughs> just, just making sure before I get, you know, you don't want to fuck it up. But uh, I was like, man, that's cool as shit. Like, teach me. And um, I mean, within 15 minutes, he taught me uh, Sweet Home Alabama. And uh, it was over. I knew, I, I mean, I'd always wanted to, but I really knew then that if there's any way I was going to do it, I was going to try my hardest to make music my, my job. You know, and I started writing around the same time too. Uh, uh, around 13, probably, I started writing and uh, trying to at least. Uh, <laughs> and finally, they got better and better. And I guess here we are now. Do you remember what you tried to write that first song about? I do. I remember the title of the first song. Uh, it was, it was bad. I mean, it was 13, 12, 13 year old Colby, uh, you know, uh, right, right on the verge of puberty. It, it was a big time in my life. And I, uh, you know, it was called Love Song, and I wrote it about a fictional girl that I wanted to go on a date with, and it was really bad, and I don't remember any of the words, uh, <laughs> because my brother, he actually uh, threw the notebook away that I wrote it in, uh, oh. because he was laughing at the song, so <laughs> I, I pushed through the hate from him, though. It <laughs> <laughs> made but you a better songwriter. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I want to talk about an early song really quick. That's, you know, a little bit after that, but it's called take from Hank. And yeah. this, this was my first exposure to you and to find out, you know, how old you were behind this song, singing this song. It's like, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, Man. that's, you learn to write fast. Well, that one is one of the only ones I didn't write off that first EP, but it was one that, uh, so the way I've always gone about um, cutting outside songs, I've only, I've only cut, I think three, maybe, uh, just because I, I write so much, but um, you know, I think in in my opinion, the the best song wins. You know, the song that makes you feel the most uh, should be the one you record. Uh, you know, we had we had ten songs to record, and we knew we wanted to cut five. We had four for sure that we wanted to cut that we wrote, and then I was like, "There's a few more I want to cut," but also like, if you have anything you've written, it was, it was so my producer Phil wrote it. I was like, "If you have anything you've written, you know, you think we'd sound good on." shoot it to me and I was you know 18 at the time right out of high school and I and I, I heard the song I was like man that's dope as shit like um you know I love old country and I, I would love to cut that and he's like bet and I cut it and it's uh you know probably the most country song we recorded still but it's still one of my favorites well like you mentioned earlier you're only 22 and you've made like some huge strides in the country music industry and it it did you just jump right into the music after high school or? Yeah, I, uh, you, you know, I, I, I played at a bunch of crawfish places and uh, little local bars that would let us play all grown, you know, grown up through high school. Uh, I mean, we were freshmen having our moms take us to, uh, you know, some places to come watch us for four hours, play for 250 bucks. Uh, you know, so, it was, but, it, you know, I, don't, I love that I did that because it definitely helped me. Uh, it helped me learn a lot in high school that I used right away, you know, uh, a lot more than anything else, I guess, that I, <laughs> I learned in high school. Um, and yeah, right away, we uh, probably September of the year that I graduated. So I graduated 2017. Uh, and then in September of 2017, we were in the studio uh, with Philip. We had the songs recorded and uh, I was in college too. So my plan was to, to finish college, obviously. Um, I had a year of basics left and then I was going to be in nursing school for two years and then I'd be done. Wow. So I, I guess right about now, 
Um, I would have just graduated uh, last, you know, last uh, May, whatever. Uh, but here we are instead. Uh, and the story <laughs> behind it was I was going to college. I was married already. Uh, me and my wife were pregnant with our first baby, um, you know, at 18. Uh, and she was 18, too. She, uh, we were in the same grade. Um, so I, I wasn't going to try and make music a, a thing. I was going to get a job and I was going to support, uh, you know, my family. Uh just because it's what I guess I, I thought I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And my wife sat me down one day. She was like, hey, I know that you're not you're not about it. Like, you don't want to go to college. Um, I think you should really try this music thing. And at this point, we'd already released uh, Every Single Kiss. And then Volume 1 had came out. And it was all doing really well, like, uh, way, way better than we'd anticipated it. Because uh, it, was, it was more of like, man, before I really dive headfirst into college i want to uh, i want to put something out like that way in 10 years when i'm you know a nurse or whatever i am i can be like oh by the way um go listen to this this ep i put out 10 years ago uh <laughs> and, and i mean thankfully it didn't work out like that but I, it was my new my mom wanted me to go to college she's like i'm gonna finish and, you know then we'll, then we'll hit it when i'm 22 we'll really start um and then out of nowhere in like early may it was getting time to register uh, we were over at my mom's eating dinner and she was like, Hey, I can clearly see that you don't want to go to college and that you have your mind on different things. Why don't you take a year off school? Uh, go play music after that year. If you feel like there's something there worth chasing then go do it. And, um, I guess that was, that was three, three years ago now. So here we are. No, no, no more college for me, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm just envisioning uh, nurse Colby Cooper handing out his mixtape to his patients. Like, hey, listen to this when you get home. Hand it out to your friends. Probably, probably less hair and less tattoos. <laughs> so I guess what was it like being right out of high school and, you know, your songs kind of just exploded? And it was uh, it, it was really cool because a, a bunch of people that we, you know, started with around the same time. Uh, it was it wasn't going nearly as fast and it was just like what is happening like this this is crazy i don't know what's what we're doing that's making this this work um and it was also hard though because you know being 18 like there's a bunch of places that literally like all right we okay i I had a place one time you know most of these bars are, are 21 and up whatever so i'm in there 18 19 20 years old past three years playing four years playing um they made me come in on the back of the stage and exit on the back of the stage. They said, if you step foot in the bar, you'll be kicked out. And I was <laughs> like, okay, but like, wouldn't it be okay. And this backstage too, like there's maybe this much room to squeeze through to get, um, to get on the stage. So like we're all going on the stage from the back and I'm like, what the fuck? Like we're all squeezing through the drum. <laughs> Looking stupid. Cause it, it was just a little like 200 cap room. It was sold out and like, the music's playing. We get on stage and we're just squeezing through, trying to knock, not to knock shit over. It was, it was embarrassing. I was like, "Fuck that, dude!" Like, if, if there's a venue again that tells me I cannot fucking step foot in the venue after doing what we're supposed to do and selling tickets and putting on a great show, then fuck mm-hmm. it. I'm not playing. Um, but now I'm 22, so it doesn't matter. And there's no issue. <laughs> there's definitely some some uh, weird things early on with the, uh, you know, because everyone's while we drink too, and I never would be on stage like, yeah man i'm 20 years old you know i would just you know, 
just drink and have fun. And we, we've had people side stage, like owners, like tell them to fucking stop it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Like, you know, whatever. But yeah, no, it's definitely some difficulties being young. Um, was that bar by chance Cheatham Street Warehouse in San Marcos? Because that's a small place. No, it, it was not. No, okay. Cheatham Street. I, I, I love Cheatham Street. I, it, it wasn't Cheatham Street. It was this. I don't remember the name of it. It was a little like it, it was one of the last um, one of the last shitty bars we played. So I don't, I don't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, well, um, my fiance and I actually saw you at Cheatham Street uh, back in 2019. Uh, and, really? You know, yeah, you opened up for Muscadine. Uh, we were about I don't know, a foot away from you. We could have played your guitar for you. It's, you know, it's a small, yeah. really cool place. But then, you know, we just saw you earlier this year debuting at Billy Bob's. Like that's, that is a quick, quick rise. So, you know, what was it like stepping on Billy Bob's stage for the first time? Man, that, um, you know, that, that's a show that I'll never forget. Uh, growing up in Texas, you know, like I said, born and raised East Texas boy. I, I grew up on all the, all the old, Texas artists that all had live at Billy Bob's had all their live CDs and live DVDs from Billy Bob's. Like, you know, for, for me, it was definitely um, one of the many goals I had was to play Billy Bob's. And uh, I mean, Jared, my manager called me. He's like, Hey, we got this date. Uh, you know, obviously things are still a little weird with COVID. Like everything's not fully open back up. Like, but I think it'll be good. And I was like, man, like, I don't want to play there the first time it'd be a bust. Like, that would suck. But if you think it's good, let's do it. And we announced it. Um, I think we announced it a month or two out because uh, there wasn't very much time. I think it was a month out. I don't remember. But it wasn't very much time. Uh, and, I mean, tickets started selling really fast. Like, dude, this is this is awesome. Like, it's going to be great. And it wound up being great. And, uh, I mean, even being in the backstage, I don't know if you've been in the backstage area, but there's just this big room uh, and – if you sell it out twice, I think, I don't, I don't know for sure, but you get to like put your logo on the wall and like they'll kind of have someone come in and do it and you autograph it. It's just cool as shit. Cause like there's, there's Waylands over here. There's like Merle Haggard, there's Alabama. It's, it's all these. And then there's, you know, Randy and Wade. And like, there's all this, this really cool shit. That I'm like, man, this is like almost surreal. And, and my mom was at the show too. Uh, and uh, it was also the same day that I signed uh, my record deal with Broken Boast. It was like, it was just a huge day. Like we, we debuted Billy Bob's, we signed the record deal. Um, all of our management team was there and uh it, it was it was really cool but then me and the band were backstage waiting to walk on stage and i'm like all right here we go and walk out and it's like holy shit dude this is different you know a different feeling than i've ever felt and what i'll never forget i'm very thankful to have gotten to do it and i can't wait for the next one yeah and it, i mean the place was packed it, it, was, oh, it, was, it was packed it was, out it, it was literally like a dream come true man like i couldn't have i, I couldn't have modified it and made it any better you know <laughs> yeah and th this is so off the cuff and so weird but we actually sat at the uh same table as as your family and your mom really that's <laughs> yeah. awesome we sat oh, like yeah. five feet away from them that is awesome man <laughs> there you go uh so we, yeah. so we kind of met <laughs> yeah it, yeah inadvertently yeah there you go <laughs> perfect yeah no that was it was definitely it was crazy crazy yeah, I remember Brett was telling me about that show, and I think Co was side stage. Is he like a big supporter of you? Oh, dude, Co has been a really big supporter since uh, a couple of years ago when we first uh, started working with my manager. Um, we we eventually we we just signed with their management company. Like we me and my manager uh, back in the beginning, maybe December. Uh, 
but we've always, you know, we've always been friends and uh, yeah, he's always been super, super awesome, super supportive to us and, you know, threw us on a bunch of shows and everything. So it was cool of him to, yeah, he, he stopped by. It was cool. That's awesome. And, you know, kind of speaking of, you know, Texas has kind of two main sounds. You've got like the cowboy country and then the grungy rock country. And how, like, how did you choose that as your sound? Man, it, I think more than me choosing it as my sound, I think as far as every artist I've known, like it, it's it's less like you can try, I guess, and choose a sound like and choose what you're going to sound like. Uh, but I think that's the reason a lot of stuff doesn't work out. I think it's it's trying too hard to be something that it's not. I think uh, it was really just me writing songs. Uh the songs I wanted to write and that's kind of how they came across was in that, uh, in that fashion. And, and I love it. Like, I mean, I'm a huge rock guy. So I, I, you know, I was like, Oh no, we need to, we need way more fiddle, way more steel, way less guitar. Like I'm, you know, and like, I, like I said, like the boy from Anderson County, like there's, it's way more country. Like I'm, I love riding the lines and getting to make really country songs and then going and making a rock song. Like it's, it's my favorite thing. Cause I love, those are my two favorite genres. It's pretty much the main thing I listen to. Uh, and that's what, you know, all these songs we're recording now are is in that spectrum. Yeah. And, you know, in a lot of those songs, you take a stand on kind of breakups and old relationships that a lot of male country artists aren't. And it's, Ah. you know, really great. Like with two words and, um, you know, what have I got to lose? Like, yeah, dude, I, 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 uh, I love, I love writing the good fuck you song. Uh, we, we had, it ain't me. And then, uh, Jordan Walker I called him one day he's he's one of my friends that I write with a Nashville bunch I called him one day I was like man I got an idea for a song he's like what's that I was like bear with me but the title is fuck you he's like okay and I was like dude you know like sometimes there's just you've said everything you can say and all that's left to say is fuck you yeah <laughs> and he was like yeah dude that's true but I don't think we can write a song called fuck you. I was like, no, fuck <laughs> that. I can, I, we can write a song called fuck you. And we wind up naming it two words. Uh, just a little more, a little more uh, clever and a little less. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, reading the title. Fuck you hurts a lot worse than reading two words. It, yeah. It, it makes it a lot, a lot a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. is, has rights to that. that yeah. Title song <laughs> anyways. <laughs> exactly. You know, step on any feet or anything. Yeah. <laughs> And then another one of my favorite songs is One Night Stand. Just how clever the the lyrics and that. And there's so That's, many. Oh, yeah. So That's many lines. I just smile. Oh, yeah, me too. That, like I said, uh, I guess to hit on her, I didn't finish what I was saying earlier. Like, take it from Hank and One Night Stand. I didn't write that one either, but it's one that Jordan wrote. Uh, the th- like, when, I, when I'm listening to songs, like, if it's something I could hear myself writing or hear myself saying, or like, I'm like fuck dude i could have literally wrote that then i'm like okay this is this is obviously i need to cut this song uh and i was in nashville back in oh man it was probably december of 2019 um i had just signed a publishing deal i've been there writing for two weeks and this was at the end of the first the friday night of the first week uh it was the first time i'd been alone for five days in a row uh i mean in i don't maybe ever so i'm (laughs) I'm not very good when I'm alone. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm a people person. I like, I like meeting people and talking to people and all that shit. So like I'm sitting here alone in this house, just playing fucking call of duty by myself. I'm like, man, this, 
really sucks bad. And uh, that Friday I had a ride with Jordan. He was like, hey, man, like, what are you doing this weekend? I like just sitting at the Airbnb until Monday when I ride more. And he was like, well, shit, tonight me and a couple of my buddies are playing a riders round at um, – shit, I don't remember what it was called. But they were playing a riders round in Nashville. You should come out. All right, I'm there. Whatever. Uh, I got there. A lot of fun. We were sitting there just watching the show. It's 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 more of like a list. It's it was called the listening room. So it's literally a yeah. listening room. So it's it's yeah. like you get to enjoy. And there the three dudes up there were all fucking incredible writers. So it's like you get to sit here and listen to these hits they wrote, like in a quiet room. Uh, it's so badass. Uh, and then he got to his last song, uh, or right before his last song, uh, he was like, "This is a song no one's ever gonna cut because uh, they ain't got the balls to." I was like, "All right, bet." And he played it. <laughs> it was one night stand. And I was like, dude, that song is a fucking smash. Like, why would why would no one cut it? He was like, man, just everybody here is kind of, you know, kind of scared to cut it because it talks about this and this. Like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, I'm a 22-year-old kid. Like, this shit's fucking awesome. Like, why is this not out? I got to put it out. And he was like, bet, put it out. And we put it out. And it's one of my favorites to play live. Yeah, that's a really good one. And we're, we're going to dive into uh, Boy From Anderson County real soon i want to ask about one last song though and this one okay. is a bit different uh than the ones we've been talking about about the two words one night stand all that stuff it's called cannonball uh and this song yeah. is really powerful it's unreal and i i remember i'm probably gonna misquote you a little bit but i remember billy bobs and excuse me mom but you said i'm gonna sing this song because this shit's dope as fuck and that yeah. was that was your introduction to the song and yep. just talk talk about it like what what does that song mean to you that song uh that song means a whole lot to me um so i was i wrote it with a guy named ben burgess uh he, he was one of the writers on like whiskey glass he's just he's a fucking he's a nut so good uh and he's he's a trip he's, he's funny as shit uh my publisher took me to his house to go write and we walk in there and also okay i guess i need to back up so i'll wake up that morning i go take a piss like I'm leaning on the wall, like fuck, dude, so goddamn early. Like it was like eight o'clock, the right uh, or eight thirty. Okay, this uh, so early, like you know, for me, I stay up to like two or three every night and get up at like ten or eleven. So it's like eight o'clock. I'm like, oh, dude, like what am I doing? This is miserable. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, and then just out of nowhere, like I just like the word cannonball just popped in my mind, and I was like, you know, and the first thought I had when I uh, thought of it was it, I didn't think like. I thought like jumping in, you know, like, like the song is, uh, I was like, man, there ain't many motherfuckers from my high school doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. It was just like me joking with myself to fucking kind of, kind of pump myself up. Like, man, there ain't many fucking people 22 getting to do this, you know, uh, this, this shit's sick. And I was like, hell yeah. And I went and wrote and, uh, you know, we got in there and started kind of shooting the shit. And I was like, man, I got this title cannonball. And I was kind of told my story. I was like, man, you know, I graduated high school. I was supposed to finish college. I didn't. I, I fucking, I just said, I'm doing this. And I, and I jumped in, you know, and I, I did it with my whole heart and my, my, you know, all my energy. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that it's, it's, it's worked out so far, but, uh, yeah, the, the song's literally just me telling everybody that it's okay to chase your dreams. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, me, I, I would rather my dreams not work out um and know that i tried then uh you know die thinking about how cool it would have been to play you know in front of some people and uh that, that's just kind of where the song came from it's it means a whole lot to me because of that because i did i guess take that risk uh but also you know 
I, I at the same time he's he's a little bit older than me and he was like man this song like you know there's a bunch of people that are my age 30 35 40 that uh you know have been working the past 10 20 years uh and not you know chasing their dream at all regardless of what it is they've been just working head down not thinking about it and i think that uh you know it'll really speak to him. I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. It's what music's all about. Um, inspiring people. And I've had a, a ton of people come up to me, uh, you know, like whether it be, it, it could be anything, you know, like everybody's got different dreams. Your dream could be marrying your dream girl or, uh, you know, getting your dream job. It didn't have to be like a, you know, being a fucking a rock star. Or, you know, uh, I've had a bunch of people like, dude, I didn't know what to do. I, I wasn't going to do it. I was just going to stay, you know, coasting through life like I'd been doing. And then I heard your song came on shuffle randomly. And now I'm, you know, I'm working my dream job and I'm, I've got all this, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, that's awesome. Dude. Like that. It really, it's really cool to hear a song can mean so much to somebody else, you know? Yeah. I'll turn on that song when I need a little bit of motivation to get off my ass. Yeah. There that, you go. That'll pump me up right, right away. There you go. Exactly. That's what it's all about. So on August 6th, you released your, latest ep boy from anderson county let's dive let's dive into that one a little bit yeah uh you're a co-writer on all six of those songs alongside yeah. some really talented writers jordan walker like you mentioned earlier jameson rogers what's it like being in rooms with some of these guys um now it's awesome uh when i first started going to nashville and writing a couple of years ago i had um you know i'd pretty much only uh wrote everything by myself or if I was co-writing it was with like Dylan Wheeler who's one of my best friends so it's like it's easy shit it's not like you have to go into a room like with three people you'd never met and like all right let's write a song today you know uh so the first one I was in was uh it went good everything went good we uh, we wrote uh we wrote the song uh, by your side that we put out on uh the deluxe edition of good ones never last and then I was like sick dude this is awesome and then the next day I was in a room um with Jordan Walker and uh, Jacob Davis, who's another stud writer. And uh, I mean, they both write together all the time. So they're like going back and forth a million miles an hour. And I'm sitting here in the corner, like, fuck dude, like I haven't done literally anything. And I think I wrote maybe two lines in the whole song. Uh, and I just looked, I was like, damn dude, like I'm gonna have to fucking get on my shit. And since then I've gotten a lot better and I've worked, you know, it may, it's, it, it, it makes you work harder when you're in a room with people who are just, spewing ideas because it's just it's so inspiring to see so now it's i mean anytime i go in the room with someone that i know is a stud i'm like fuck yes dude i can't wait you know because <laughs> I've, got, I've got a million ideas now uh mm -hmm. that i just you know and i, I love i'll write by myself every once in a while but i just i love a co-write so much because it's so easy for um it's so easy for me when i'm by myself to kind of uh you know Oh, that's, that's, a, that's dope. And then like, I listened to it later. I'm like, man, that's fucking way lamer than I thought it was, you know? <laughs> uh, but no, I love, I love being in these rooms. Uh, and I'm very, very thankful to get to be in the rooms with them. So was, um, you know, getting out of Texas and coming up to Nashville to write songs, was that like a difficult decision? Um, it wasn't a difficult decision. It was, uh, you know, I, I'd, I've always wanted to, uh, to, to make, make music my music as big as it could possibly be um and i've always you know anytime that there's the right move to make i've always went with my gut or anytime there's a big move a big decision i've always went with my gut and um you know sign the the record deal sign with the publishing company like it's all been uh stuff that i thought a lot about and you know ultimately it was like 
pretty much most of the best songwriters in the world live in Nashville. So why would I not want to go and learn from some of the best, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And walk us through the process of putting the EP together. Like when did you decide like, yeah, this is what I want to do versus a whole album or even just a series of singles all the way up until, all right, time to put this out. Man, I think it's, uh, you know, there's, we're still in the whole process of figuring out what we, what we want to do with it. Like, uh, so there's Boyfriend Anderson County EP, and then, you know, could potentially be full length Boyfriend Anderson County. And we've, we've got a bunch of different ideas that we're kind of still shooting back and forth. So there's nothing concrete enough to tell you exactly the plan, but um, it, it was picking the six songs was, was really, really hard. Cause we have, I mean, other than Boyfriend Anderson County, just cause I knew that that was a title track and it had to be out on the first part. Uh, but picking the other five, like we have, I mean, 20, 25 songs that I want to put out. Um, so it's like, you know, have to be picky and you have to try and put together the best, uh, you know, collection of songs that fit with each other that kind of try and tell the narrative of a story that you can. Uh, so it took a lot of time to pick out the songs, but, um, you know, I think I, I, it came out exactly how I wanted it to. Uh, as far as the the songs and the, the the messages behind them, so it was definitely worth the time. To... Yeah. So tell us about you know the first song on it, "Boy from Anderson County." What does that song mean to you? That is a uh, so like we were saying earlier. I'm you know I, I love I love a good "fuck you" breakup song, <laughs> uh, and I kind of just got tired of people coming to be like, "Hey man, so how do you write these songs if you're so happy with your wife?" And I'm like, "Fuck, dude!" Like. I just need to write a good love song because it's I don't you know I don't have much experience in you know with with shitty breakups and everything I've been we've been together since I was 18 but all my friends I've watched them go through a million bad breakups and I'm just like oh this is this is great I'm just looking from the outside in and I don't got to feel any pain you know it's uh, awesome but uh yeah I was I knew I needed to write a song about her and I'd been wanting to for a while and uh I sat down with Jordan Walker and uh, we had talked about it, and he, we were like, man, I was, got this title, Boy from Anderson County, you know, uh, the, and I had the hook. We had the hook, and we're like, all right, let's write this. And uh, it's literally just word for word, just a true story about uh, how kind of how we started dating and uh, where we are now. And it's my favorite song we've ever put out. That's awesome. And then let's talk about Good For You. I think this one's my favorite song on the uh, EP. Good For You jams, man. I uh, – I wish you could hear the demo. It's funny because it's so much different. Jameson sang on the demo and it's uh, a guy wrote it with Brent Anderson. who's a monster too. Uh, made the demo and it's, it's, it's way different. Like it's, you know, it, it's just more more down the middle, but then we got in the studio and every, everyone showed the song to us like, Oh, this is cool. And we got in the studio and um, me and my, my producer kind of mapped it out and we dropped it down a few keys and uh, put some nasty guitars on it. And I was like, this is exactly what I was hearing when we wrote it. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, another one about one of our buddies that had, a, you know, had a girl break up with him. It was like, I, I'm going back home. Like, I'm, I'm deucing out big time. Like, I'm going a couple states home. And like, oh, you know. But one, once again, it was, you know, I just got to write about it. <laughs> I didn't have to feel it. You know? uh, <laughs> and that, that ride, I mean, with Jameson and, and Brent, I mean, they're both great riders. And uh, it was just easy. And it, it's been one of our favorites since we uh, wrote it and got it recorded and, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's out and that people are, are digging it and it's fun to play shows. Yeah. It's, it's insane how you can make it like, so relate, like so relatable. When I found out that like you're married to like your 
childhood sweetheart. I wasn't like, it's like, how does he, man, how is he getting that? That's um, <laughs> the, the next one on there is excuses. And you put this one out before uh, yeah. the rest of the project. So uh, why did you choose to put that one out first? I think um, just cause it was, it was one that probably, probably the one we were most excited about. Um, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's it was the one we, we just, we just knew it was going to do good. Like, and uh we were so excited to get it out. We're like, well, let's get this one out as a single. And then, you know, then we'll have the rest of the songs come out and be happy. And uh, it, I wrote it about our guitar player. Um, his name is Paul. And he went through. Here's this. I, I have a really good story for this one. So he, he was dating this girl uh, right when he joined the band. Um, and she was cool as shit. She was like a homie. And uh, she's still cool now, but she kind of broke his heart, kind of fucked up. But, uh, you know, out of nowhere, he came to bus call one day and he was all sad. I'm like, what's wrong, man? He's like, man, she just, she told me that I was, I was too good for her and that she, she said she was just going to break my heart in the end, that it was just better if we just stopped it and ended it right now. I was like, man, that, that really fucking sucks, man. You know, sorry about that, whatever. And then that Monday, uh, I was back in Nashville riding, uh, and I was riding with Jordan Walker and Brett Tyler and we're just sitting there for two hours just talking bullshit. And before we, we hadn't even started writing, even haven't even thought about it. Like we're just fucking, you know, whatever. And then Brett was like, all right, I got this title called excuses. And I was like, dude, no fucking way. You won't believe the story I have to tell you. And I was like, we got to write this right now, even if it's just to send to Paul to uh, try and make him feel better. And uh, I wrote it and I sent it to him and he just sent back crying faces. Like, man, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah um, but no, it's it's i mean it's still it's i love the song I love yeah. um and then the next song kind of slows things down a little bit with way to go um you know i guess why did you choose this one on the ep this one um just because it's musically and sonically a lot different than uh you know a lot of stuff we've done and it's as far as musically it's, it's my favorite off the ep um like I said, I love getting to experiment with more rock guitar, more uh, rock production and just different production um, from what we've done. So I do, I mean, the moment, like, as the, I mean, the acoustic work tape is literally just a guitar and like, you know, it's, it's a low, it's a low lead the whole time. So it's not much energy. So listen to the acoustic, like the, uh, the work tape, everybody's like six, so we're going to record this song. And we're like, yeah, dude, you just got to listen. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta like feel it. And when you feel it, you'll hear what's supposed to sound like. And I was like, all right, bet. And we got in the studio and we cut it and uh, we played it for, uh, you know, my, my manager and uh, our publisher. And they're like, holy shit. Like, now I see what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, like this, you know, it's it's my favorite to play right now for sure, live. And then the second to last song on the CP is um, this song, Don't Make No Sense. That's written with Jordan Walker and Matt McKinney. Matt McKinney's like, I think one of my favorite up and coming songwriters oh, right now in Nashville. That is badass. That's uh, yeah. the first day I'd met Matt was that day. Uh, and yeah, it was just, it, it was, it was another one. We just kind of started throwing on stories about, uh, you know, old relationships. I guess I didn't really have any stories. So I was just in there listening to their stories. And then, uh, you know, uh, he had this story about this one. He had wrote a girl a song one time. He's like, I'm, I'm in love with this girl. Like, I'm going to play this song. She's going to want to marry me. Uh, and, you know, a couple months later, he had, hadn't showed her the song yet. She broke up with him. She'd been cheating on with somebody else. It's like, oh, shit. Like, and that's just kind of the whole thing. Like, I mean, I love that song. It's just a feel good, oh, yeah. it's a feel good sad song. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's upbeat. It's like, oh, this isn't very sad. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's not good. 
<laughs> you just you just get to live vicariously through everybody else's pretty much love story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I feel pretty lucky to not have to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last then, song on the EP is her favorite songs. Um, tell us about that one. Her favorite songs. I wrote it with Jordan Walker and Jacob Davis again. Uh, so this this was the second time I wrote with him after that uh, first route where I was overwhelmed. I came in a lot more prepared and I was ready. Um, and I was like, man, uh, we are, we already had the title we were working on, uh, and we went in there and I just kind of told him, you know, my story, I was like, you know, coming out of high school, there were a lot of people who were talking shit about me because I didn't, uh, go to college because it was the right thing to do with the kid on the way. You know, I didn't do it, but it wasn't me being selfish. It was, you know, I already told you the story, but, uh, so there's a lot of people just assholes. They're like, man, you're a fucking idiot. Like, it's not going to work. You're just going to did it. And, uh, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, a year after that, after they're all talking uh, shit and uh, their girlfriends were all posting our new songs and their stories. And I was like, fuck these motherfuckers. Like, they can kiss my ass. You know, got the, got the girlfriends listening to it. And that, that was the whole, it's just, it's, that one's a true story on my part. It's a, and it's, it's one of my favorites still. Every time I listen to it, I just, I laugh. <laughs> Yeah, that one's and, one that like I've been trying to figure out like the story behind it by listening to it. But yeah, that's awesome. Pretty much it, dude. Like it's yeah. straight up just people that think they're better than somebody else uh, and don't get it. Yeah, it all makes sense now. Yep, exactly. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so of all the songs uh, off this EP or maybe not off this EP, just your whole catalog, which one is your favorite to play live? My favorite to play live is definitely um, – I'll, I'll give you one off, off each project. Uh, from from volume one, uh, it's it's still ain't me just because it's just such a crowd favorite. It's just – it goes over great every night. It's fun as shit to play. Like, even, like, I'm tired. Like, oh, I'm playing the song again. Like, uh, as soon as I play it, it's like, oh, fuck, I love that song. You know, like, it's just so fun to see people love it. Uh, and then off Good Ones Never Last, uh, my favorite song to play is probably uh, Leaving My Heart. And then um, off volume two, it, it, it probably two words. It's once again, just so fun. It's just so fun live. Like the energy is great. It's what we close our showdown with. Like, it's just always awesome to get a couple thousand people screaming, fuck you before, you know, it's a good. <laughs> uh, and then off the new project, um, it's either, uh, either excuses or way to go. But I love playing all those songs. Like, you know. I, I love the extended answer. I, I really yeah. like yeah. project by project. And I was like, okay, all right. Let's it's go just on. like if right now it's my favorite are the ones to play off the new EP just because they're new. But like if, mm-hmm. you know, if we're a year out from now and like it's kind of more like, all right, like which one is a little less biased, but whatever. <laughs> so, so what can we expect from you for the rest of the year? I know you're doing your boy from Anderson County, like fall tour, right? Yep. What else? You got anything else on the horizon? We got a uh, a new music video shot and uh, being all done up right now uh, for one of the songs, and it's gonna come out in November, I think. I don't know for sure though, so don't quote me on that. It <laughs> maybe come out in November. Uh, just touring a lot and uh, kind of getting ready to uh, get back in the studio and finish up whatever this project is, you know. So yeah. lots of big things, but mainly just lots of touring and lots of. Uh, you know, lots of being gone. Do you have a specific tour date you're looking forward to the most? Yeah. Uh, so we just announced two shows um, 
the Criterion in Oklahoma City, which is going to be uh, pretty much the second biggest venue ever ever headlined, and then uh, Southside Ballroom in Dallas, uh, which is you know once again just another damn can't believe we're going to play there. Uh, but those two are definitely the two that I'm probably most excited to to go play. I'm offended you didn't list Birmingham because that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I will say, I mean, I'm always really excited to go play at new out-of-state venues. Like, so yeah. I'm definitely excited for that one. Like, no, yeah, I'm just going It's just if, you know, I, I'll say it's my favorite out-of-state that we got coming up. There you, there go. you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I saw the the promo for the Southside Ballroom one today, and I'm like, Drew Parker and Gracie York. We've had Gracie York on here. Oh, She's yeah. awesome. Gracie's Drew Parker awesome. is one of our favorites. So that I'm like, oof. I'm yeah, it's, uh, I'm I'm over in Fort Worth, so I'm gonna have to come out for that one. Bring it on, you dude! Better go, Brett. I'm, I'm really, really excited for that one. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll yeah. Go real ahead. quickly before we let you go, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah, uh, just, I mean, just look up Colby Cooper. Uh, Colby <laughs> with a K. Uh, on anything, and I'm probably gonna be the first one that pops up, and you can go check out whatever you want to check out. <laughs> <laughs> love i it. love the promo because like honestly you don't need much more than that i mean well i mean you know i used to do the the whole like okay you can type in this 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 and it's like now everything is like yeah thank god we've now got a, a blue check mark on everything so it's pretty pretty simple to find whatever you want to find 